0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day for Friday, March twentieth. My name, of course, is Javier Reyes, your host of this year' Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at lo underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at javapenio. Remember, I always tweet out all the best memes from both of those accounts. Sometimes they're bad ones, sometimes they're good ones, but they're still the best. If that makes any sense. If you feel so inclined, also please hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them on the show. And today, another another special guest Friday. Last Friday there was no podcast because I didn't have a guest, so I was. And since I'm hell bent on this whole special guest Friday thing being a bit, I decided to not have a podcast at all. I'm only kidding, of course. I just ran into a couple trouble, but I'm being joined by Mr. Michael Peterson, the community editor at SB Nation's. California fan communities like the Chargers, the Niners, and most importantly, I'd say, completely unbiased, the San Diego Padres. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing better than most, I guess, is the way I'd put it. Very grateful in the position I'm in, but still, of course, the 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 craziness that's been going on around. You know, is it how's that really been affecting you? Um,
1: it. I can't say it's been affecting me in the same
0: manner as the majority of
1: the population, I'm, you know, one of the lucky few that, um, already works from home. So essentially it's just, I don't, I haven't had to change work-wise what I do. Um, but I do feel a little weird, obviously going outside of my, you know, my house and, uh, Everything feels a little eerie, you know, when outside and just the world in general. Obviously, we're in a really, really weird place where all sports have stopped. Um, And I think that's probably the one thing that has really changed, I guess, with work is that right now, this is a time where um, news just isn't really writing itself. Yes, we can kind of create our own content. It's easier for football right now with certain things going on with free agency. But especially when it comes to baseball, it just feels like all the stuff I'm doing for the Padres site, has been just updates with the coronavirus or what the MLB is doing. I know today mm-hmm. I wrote up how the the minor leagues, they're, they're, uh, they've officially announced a initiative to make sure that minor leaguers get paid up until the rescheduled start of the regular season, extending past this April 9th uh, date they gave for them to get their normal allowance uh, as they normally would be paid up to that point. So, But it's good. I'll tell you what, though. In general, there isn't a ton of traffic through – Padres website but mm. at the same time they have probably the most active fan base in terms of just conversating in in the comment sections and, and open threads and stuff like that compared to some of the more popular um, football sites like uh, mm. the Bulls from the Blue and Terps Show Times which is the Rams site so I am really excited uh and I'm not sure we'll talk about more about what my job is but probably going to end that there just because I want to start the show without you
0: doing it yourself <laughs> Oh, no, no problem, man. I literally just gave like a whole like minute intro, you know, don't worry about it. I love it when people just go on and and rife about stuff. So yeah, what exactly, because community editor is, for people who are uninitiated in our content creation world or whatever you want to call it, not exactly a, a name that everyone is necessarily familiar with. So what does it exactly mean? Yeah, so community editor was one of the new positions
1: that SB Nation created Um, when Assembly Bill 5 kind of did its thing in California, right? um, SB Nation went from, well, not the the company in and of itself, but, like, at least their California sites. Uh, SB Nation has 25 different uh, team sites in the state of California. And what that did was it's, unfortunately, they had to eliminate all of their independent contractor contracts, which made up the most, you know, pretty much 99% of those who wrote for, for these sites. And to replace them, they hired... 15, 16 full-time positions to cover then multiple sites, to help cover these 25 sites. So I've been covering the Chargers for them for the last three years. And now um, in my new position, they assigned me, I get to do Chargers, Rams. I help a little bit with Niners Nation. I help cover uh, USC sports as well. I might dip into a little more college um, in the future. And then they gave me the San Diego Padres and so essentially what i do is i write what we call planned news or 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 expected news which essentially is like the the normal breaking news that you get you know like it's free agency so you know that there's going to be updates of this player signed here this player signed here you know that news is coming and i'm the guy who kind of covers those things while we also have producers that cover the sites as well but they're the more in-depth uh, writers they're more of the voice like we all have a voice on the website, right? I can still write my long-form pieces, but in general They're the ones who do like film analysis and more opinionated pieces and things of that matter And then obviously I wouldn't have you know community in my title without obviously tying into the community We call the sites and the people within the sites a community and it is my job to to build and grow and cultivate the communities that we have in each site so when we all kind of got hired over the last couple months as they were transitioning to this new structure um we were kind of given homework and just goals and stuff like that where you know again i'm I'm from the charters i've had to go and, and you know brush up on the rams and the niners and what's going on with usc sports and then and then with the padres uh, you know mostly a football guy now i have to cover a baseball team and it's been really exciting because like i said earlier in the pod that they're really really interactive and I'm excited for when the season actually begins and I get a little more comfortable with the team, understanding the players. You know, I can name still most of them, but at the same time, I don't know how the, the avid fan, the diehard views the team and it's my job to figure that out and I'm excited to do it. So again, cultivating the community, I, I'm kind of one of the main voices who also jumps into the comment section, talks with you guys, gets to know you guys. And I put up community cultivating content like things that are interactive. Polls, I write up posts that are open discussions of, you know, maybe one week I'll ask, how did you become a fan of Padres, which is the one I did this week. And maybe next right. week it's tell us about your favorite Padres memor- memorabilia, whether it's just signed balls, uh, baseball bats, jerseys, stuff like that. Or it's what's the best game you ever went to live? Who's your favorite athlete you ever watched live? Things like that. Just mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the spectrum's broad but it's just anything that gets you guys talking because, and that's what this place is about. You we want people to come to these sites to feel comfortable, like it is a tight knit group. And obviously not everyone's someone you would probably want to be around in the flesh, right? You've got some people who are kind of maybe annoying or they're just spiteful to be spiteful. Maybe they, they're a fan of the team, but they, you know, they sell flows and hate the team as well. And I, I kind of, I know those people from being a Chargers fan, like people hate the Chargers. They hate to love the Chargers and love to hate them and, and all that type of stuff. So um it's been an absolute blast there's a lot that's going into it as a a company we're still kind of figuring it all out and things are changing on the go but um this is kind of where we stand right now and again it's been a blast and i'm kind of just excited for sports to start obviously
0: yeah i get that man and look when it comes to the whole figuring out new teams and not being as diehard as others actually i started the podcast i'm not I originally, growing up, was a Yankees fan. I live in New Jersey, so that was kind of the... I was indoctrinated into Yankees culture. And as I got older, I kind of moved away, and I still got some love for the team, but I became a Padres guy because, to put it quite simply, I guess, is that I like underdogs, and then I feel like the Padres are the least relevant of California-based baseball teams. So there's just an allure to that. I was just interested in that, and now I'm hosting the podcast. I got some flack about that because I didn't know certain, like major players from back in the early 2000s, stuff like that. But still, I, I've had a lot of fun interacting with the lockdown community for sure. And I can imagine it's it's been super fun at SB Nation as well. What do you think is, when it, when it comes to baseball, because baseball is the sport that, I don't know how to put this, there's a lot of overreactions, I feel like, to spring training and stuff. Do you think mm-hmm. that basically, because before the, now I'm talking like pre- Pandemic, I guess, is the the right way to put it. What was it like? Like, do, are there any trends you noticed for the spring training coverage of the Padres? Not a ton, real blatant
1: ones. As I kind of dove in, I was trying to reading as much as I can, whether it's on the charter or that's some it's a bad habit. Padres sites or, <laughs> or anything involving the Padres. What I saw was a lot of optimism. A lot mm-hmm. of optimism involving guys like uh, Gore and Patino and, and their top prospects, mm-hmm. where a lot of the the MLB sites and their top prospects in the entire um, league right now, I think Gore and Patino, I think Gore was six, five or six, while Patino was mm-hmm. just outside the top 10. And I, I read a nice article about Franchi Cordero, which really got me excited because he's this Big, strong, fast, really athletic baseball player who just hasn't been able to make everything click, and he's had some injury issues as well. And what's crazy is I read that, and I'm like, well, talking about this dynamic athlete is almost like talking about a football player. And then you you see the the injury history, and I'm like, oh, this is just like covering the Chargers. Like there's just these weird mm-hmm. things that are are connecting these two teams that obviously once used to share a city. But a lot of excitement for the younger players. Um, Obviously, everyone wants to relish in in the best players—Machado, Tatis, Hosmer, and and those guys. And I apologize; I haven't heard anyone say those names to me. I'm assuming those (laughs) are the correct pronunciations. Um,
0: Yeah, you got to be careful. People have yelled at me for getting some of the names wrong. Oh, for sure.
1: (laughs) And i'll I'll take those. I'll take that. uh, You know, getting chastised and stuff like that, because that's Mm -hmm. my job here is to learn and grow, and that's what I want to be for these people. Um, But like any fan of any team. It's easy to look at the Padres and see um, a lot of young talent, a lot of proven talent, and a lot of guys where that are easy to be excited about. And so as a guy who, who's been a casual baseball fan but wants to become more than just a casual fan of the sport, this is a team that I, I look at on paper and I think, I think this, this is going to be a fun time. And, and mm-hmm. it just kind of motivates me more to be um, what the Padres community wants me to be or needs me to be um, when it involves Gaslamp Ball, the website. So. I'm stoked, and and yeah, to put it simply, I just think this is a team that's excited about their youth, and that's a really good place to be, really, in any sport.
0: Hey guys, before we get into the rest of my talk with Michael and whatnot, just wanted to take a quick second to talk to you guys about Withings. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they're still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, spelled W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition scales. That's Withings, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scales. So with that kind of the intros, the the what's it called, it's out of the way, I can't think of the word for it. I wanted to talk to you about, this is like the main bit of the podcast that I thought of. And basically, you come from more of a football background. You're covering the Niners and the Chargers, of course. Chargers, probably one of my just favorite sports teams. I think it is my favorite sports team in general. And it's funny, speaking of reasons we can become a fan of things. I became a Chargers fan because I grew up around a bunch of New York Giant fans and Jets fans. And I was like, uh, yeah, I want to start getting into football. I feel like I have to. And I chose the team with the lightning bolt. It's really that simple when you're young sometimes. And that's how I got into them. But now I wanted to ask you, I want to do a little compare and contrast, you know, pros, cons, whatever you whatever you want to call it. Which team between the Potters and Chargers? Because and to me, I still kind of associate the, the Chargers with San Diego. I know that they're in LA, whatever. That's a whole nother conversation too about the the attendance and relevance of the team there. But I wanted to kind of talk about which team has the the higher potential for 2020, the Padres or the Chargers, and I feel like you can definitely attest to the Chargers more than myself. So I'm going to let you kind of take it from here because there's been a lot of news that's been coming out, especially. So what is your, kind of your overall then your elevator pitch too about the Chargers for 2020? Yeah. So um, before I answer that question, I,
1: I I just want to get back to how you were telling me about how you became a fan of the Padres <laughs> and the Chargers because it it really echoes sort of how I became a fan of the Chargers as well. I'm born and raised in Iowa, and mm-hmm. Iowa doesn't have a professional sports team, right? We're, we're diehard Iowa Iowa State fans. College football is a big deal. But as I grew up, everyone's a Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions, Chiefs, something fan, right, around that area. And when I was just kind of getting into football, I – Remember we're seeing the Chargers on TV, and I think this was after the 06 season when LT won the MVP, and they were mm-hmm. amazing in 14 and 2, and I just thought, damn, they look so cool. I saw LT's yeah. advisor, um, the jerseys yeah. were sweet, and I just told myself in that moment, I'm going to be a fan of the Chargers. And that has actually, been, and that was it. That just stuck with me for my entire life. And I've always liked being slightly different from everybody else. I don't like feeling like I'm run of the mill per se. So for football, yeah, I chose the Chargers. For basketball, I didn't really get into basketball um, super seriously until I was in college, mostly because I played football in college and and I was just very serious in the sport. But I actually had a business sports business class where they uh, taught us about the Milwaukee Bucks and their rebrand. And at that point, I was like, "Well, the Milwaukee Bucks are you know kind of a lesser known team, and they got this dope rebrand, and really like the logo and kind of what they're doing." And they got you know, this kid named Giannis who, who might be good in the future. And I was like, I think I'm just going to be a Bucks fan. And that's <laughs> how I started there. And then same thing with the Padres. Like, you know, just me now, looking at it, I grew up, I didn't really grew up a big baseball guy, but I followed the Cubs because they're the nearest thing um, to Iowa. And at the University of Iowa, everyone's a Chicago sports fan. So it's just kind of something you run into. Mm-hmm. But going back to your question then, which, one I, which team do I think will have the best 2020 is that's tough. And I say it's tough because the Chargers are always kind of who they are. Sometimes they have these big, um, successful seasons, like you know, in '17 they went nine and seven after going five and eleven, and then following up the nine seven season, they went twelve and four, and everyone thought this is amazing—we finally turned the corner. And then um, Philip Rivers throws twenty interceptions, the team somehow gets to five and eleven after you know beating the Ravens in the playoffs the year before, and having all these great players, right? And, you know, injuries be damned, it still happened. So the charters, no matter how much they get hyped in the offseason, they usually show you who they really are when the season gets here. And that's usually not as good as everyone thinks they were in the pre. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of mirror that to the Padres right now, okay? There's a lot to be excited about, right? You've got one of the best players in the entire league. And, and Machado, you've got some of the best young talent that's finally kind of gone through um, their time in the minors and they're finally getting called call up potentially and – You've got some exciting guys. And so, yes, it's really easy to say, I think this might be, you know, a year for the Padres. Maybe they, they win more games than, you know, they've ever won before, or do something crazy. I don't know. But I can just see the, the mirror image between these two teams that there's stuff to love. There's stuff to point at and say, um, this is a cause for optimism. That's a cause for optimism. This is why we should we should really think the team's going to do well this year. But when the regular season gets here and the games actually start getting played, you know, more often than not, the team gets humbled. You get humbled. Opposing fans will humble you because, you know, talking trash is the national pastime, especially, at a, you know, at a time where sports aren't even happening. People are still finding ways to just throw Patrick Mahomes in my face and in the face of Chargers fans. <laughs> um, and there's not even football going on right now, right? I'm not sure if I can make a definitive answer who would have the best mm-hmm. 2020, the Chargers or the Padres. Um, knowing how many times I've been spurned by the Chargers, I kind of want to say the Padres. Mm-hmm. I just think things are coming together. They've got this bullpen that I think is like, at one point, they're like, it's 20 deep at the moment. Obviously, they're not going to keep 20 pitchers, but to, to hear people start talking about that as that such an important part of the team, that's always good. There's a lot to love, so I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a lot of that's a good point, man. And I can really relate to the whole thing about you never really know where the pot the the Chargers are, right? And I'm such a a diehard fan of them. And growing it's funny because I'd say that this is just personally speaking, the past like five years maybe not five but like three years at least they've had a really great roster. And it's just you know, one year it was great, and unfortunately, the Patrick Mahomes implosion or explosion, I should say, happened. And that was just kind of bad luck. And in my opinion, I really thought the Chargers like the second or third best team in the league last year. And they just unfortunately were behind the Chiefs. So then they had to play three road games. I don't want to get into all that. But it's it's unfortunate. Now this might be my attempt to reverse jinx this, but I agree with you. I'm also going to go with the Padres because I think the Padres there's a little bit more certainty. There's a lot more which is funny to say because there's still a lot of questions about the Padres with their starting rotation being a little bit unproven in some areas and new signings. You never necessarily know. You don't know if guys like and Profar, who they traded for, if he's going to pan out, but the chargers have the thing of quarterback and they have the thing of what type of team is this going to be now with Philip Rivers gone? Of course the King, Mr. King Philip himself is gone. He signed that one year deal with the Colts. I'm going to miss him very dearly. He definitely was, he, you know, I chose the Chargers for kind of an arbitrary reason, which was the the cool uniforms and stuff. But Rivers really helped keep me interested in the team, I guess. And that was definitely it. Was kind of it was kind of sad to see the era end. But I will say, there's not a lot of hype around the Chargers right now. Tyrod Taylor, I believe, is the the projected starter, right? I I, I guess that's who they're planning on having right now. Yeah, no, as things stand right now,
1: the, uh, according to Ian Rappaport and and whomever else is, is, you know, got a source somewhere. Um, it sounds like the team's going to roll with Tyrod Taylor and aren't going to uh, try to pursue a veteran or anything like that. And more than likely, that, that number six overall pick is probably going to be a QB, especially with the way they're building this roster. There's no way they can make it what they needed to without a quarterback rookie uh, contract. So um, that's my safest bet probably for that first pick.
0: Unless there's some type of reverse... Jinxing going on, which I would love to do. I'd love nothing more than Tyrod Taylor to turn into an elite quarterback and whatever. And I assume they're going to maybe draft one and have him learn behind and what have you. But I would love nothing more because this team is is odd. It's a a team that doesn't make too much sense in terms of its ability to contend next year. I think it's no, that's that's actually not a right way to put it because they still have guys. I know that Keenan Allen's probably still going to be on the team and mike williams is a little inconsistent i think but i think that just an, it's a new era potential but i do think that the padres are a team that everything did go kind of wrong for them last year this is what i've been saying on the podcast personally for a while and i just think that they have too much surefire talent on that team to to really be a bottom eight i don't think they're a bottom 18 maybe you could say a bottom 18 right but you can't tell me that the Padres with guys like machado now they they brought over Tommy Pham and Chris Paddocks entering his second season and whatnot, that this is going to be a team that's just going to just get their butts whipped by the Dodgers all day. I just, I don't believe that. But my biggest reason I think the Padres will be better and have a more exciting 2020 is because the Chargers are just cursed. (laughs) They've been, I feel like they've been cursed for years. I don't know what it, it is. I don't know what someone said to anybody, but the Chargers find ways to lose. More often than not, at least in my opinion. I don't know if you've said that from your perspective, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I can't do anything but agree. I, you know, again, having covered the team as close as I have over the last couple of years, I could name, you know, off the top of my head, a half a dozen reasons why the Chargers make history a lot. But when they make history, is in the absolute worst way, whether it's, it's percentage. You know, you know, there's so many games they've had 98 99% chances to win at some point in the fourth quarter, and they wind up blowing it, right? Or, um, you know, the second they make a huge play on defense, Philip Rivers throws pick, right? Like, any time the Chargers are in a close game, it's going to come down to Philip Rivers with the ball under two minutes left, um, down within a score and then he's always going to end up throwing a kick, right? There's just so yeah. many things, especially this last season. They made history in a lot of bad ways. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, Again, this is a Padres podcast, so I'm not going to keep diving into Chargers, but I
0: don't know, go they for it. do
1: find a way to keep losing, and even the media has found the theme that they don't just keep losing. They keep finding new ways to lose, and that's admirable in a
0: weird way. That they keep <laughs> doing that, but... It's true. I remember... I remember I think it was uh, two, three seasons ago where they had the five game stretch where it was like a, a missed field goal, a blocked punt, one game against the Raiders that they blew. And I remember reading a Washington Post article that literally was about how the odds of the Chargers losing all five of those games that uh, I think it was four or five games in the ways that they lost them at that last second with all the the odds and how they have that whole chance of victory thing at the end, it was like one in 6 million. It was something crazy like that. I'll, I'll try and link to the article, the podcast, if I can find it after. Yeah, I
1: actually know exactly what you're talking about because I've I've actually repeated those facts a lot. So um, (laughs) at least this is, this is how I always repeat it. So there was um, the stretch where they played, uh, I believe it was the saints, the Raiders Mm -hmm. and the chiefs. And they weren't, I don't think they were in a row, but if you took those three games, and you combine, I think in the Chiefs game, they had a 99% chance to win. At one point in the, in the Saints game, they had a 98% chance to win. And then in the Raiders game, they had um, an 89% chance to win. And this is all in the fourth quarter each of these times. And um, if you combine those chances of victory, and then obviously they lost all of them, that was the biggest blown like chance to win in NFL history. No team's ever lost like three straight games or three games by this much. Um, at any point in NFL history. So that was like one of the first times where they did, they made NFL history in like the worst way possible. And then just one time or one thing about this past season, I'll throw out there is they became the first team in the Super Bowl era to fail to rush for 40 yards in four straight games. That's what led to um, Ken Wittenhunting fired as offensive coordinator uh, because they made history in the worst possible way. It's just stuff that's unfathomable and they just keep doing it. I think they did it four or five times in 2019 and at, at what
0: point can you only just run your head through a wall when it comes to this team? Absolutely, man. So, but, but there you have it. Those are our, that's our pick. We're both going Padres. I didn't ask him before mm-hmm. we started this call. I didn't ask Michael to say Padres just for the brand or anything like that. It's just, and, and I'm hoping this is reverse jinx. I hope the charges turn out great. They are like my, my heart and soul in a lot of ways. So Michael, before you get out of here, I want to ask you, do you have a, an opinion, a passionate take on what you think is the best baseball movie and if you don't do you have a take on what the best in general sports movie is huh so i can't give a a real educated opinion on
1: the best baseball movie most because i you know i've seen my own share of sports movies it's just Um, I think I've only seen, like, The Rookie, and that's the one that stays in mind with Dennis Quaid, because I think we had it in, like, the car growing up, and so Mm -hmm. I just watched it um, a lot. (laughs) It was just, like, one of the only DVDs that happened to be around for some reason. Like, it was that, and (laughs) I think Ace Ventura, Pet Detective is the other movie that just seemed to always be in a VCR somewhere. Um, So I absolutely love The Rookie. That's kind of one that comes to mind. Um, The Sandlot is a big favorite of mine, Um, kind of around the time when I was uh, meeting and getting to know my my wife at this point was um, the first time I saw Sandlot, I watched it with her. So that one stays in mind as well. But I mean, I actually personally haven't seen Field of Dreams, even though it takes place like in Iowa, um, Mm -hmm. which is probably weird for me to say, and something I should watch as soon as possible, especially since we're all just shut in, you know, in the house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of other sports movies, man, I mean, you can never go wrong with, with Friday Night Lights. Um, I absolutely love Friday mm-hmm. Night Lights. I would probably say that is my favorite sports movie. Remember the Titans is right up there as well. I just remember watching Friday Night Lights all the time my senior year of high school and just having that be such a motivating film for me. And I remember watching it on the way to a um, one of the playoff games, I think either my junior or senior year. And I remember I just, I, you know, I would have ran through a brick wall after watching that movie. It was just so <laughs> great and powerful um, and definitely had an impact on my life as well. So uh, definitely let's go with the rookie and the Sandlot lot for baseball. But nothing really beats Friday
0: Night Lights uh, for me. For me, Friday Night Lights is one of my favorite TV shows ever, actually. I saw the TV show before I saw the movie somehow. I don't know how that happened, but I love. so, And, and I still like the movie, too, the movie. I just feel like for me, the TV series just hit better for me. And that's, that's what happens when you watch TV. Sometimes it's able to extrapolate and expand on themes better than a movie sometimes can, but Hey, those are fine takes. I've been asking everybody about it. I actually just watched bull Durham today, which was, which was fun. I'm going to have more thoughts on that another time, but Michael, uh, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, man. I I love good conversation. It flowed really well. And, uh, You know, at any point right now, for me to kind of get away from whatever I'm doing in the house and talk sports, I'm
0: always going to say yes to it. Awesome, man, for sure. Uh, So, yeah, thanks so much for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Yep, appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. And that's it, guys, for my chat with Michael Peterson of SB Nation. Really enjoyed that podcast. Thought it was fun to to kind of mix in some Chargers versus Padres in terms of their outlook on 2020 potential. Thought it was a really fun conversation and whatnot. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. You can, guys can follow Michael, of course. Forgot to ask him to plug his own things, actually. You can follow him at Zone Tracks on Twitter, or you can follow SB Nation or Niners Nation or Bolts from the Blue for the Chargers. Any of the SB Nation kind of blogs and whatnot. And Glass Lamp Ball, of course, for the Padres. You can check him out there we will be. Doing a bunch of stuff and whatnot. That being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Forever, no matter the circumstances, always making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. You can follow myself or the account for the show at L-O- underscore Padres. Ask me any questions you might want to ask. I'll answer anything here on the show. And until next time, stay safe. And of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.